It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, uh, we're giving you our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. And surprise, that's, surprise. And no that's, surprise. Really, <laughs> that's really about the only news we got for you this week, folks. Everyone just kind of, like, buggered out. They're like, no, nah, we're not competing with this. Like, you win, <laughs> Spider-Man, go steal your box office numbers, we'll come back next year kind of thing. So, we got some yeah, other stuff, but... moved. Yeah. And got out of the way. I mean, uh, the wife and I were just, like, doing, like, a little recap. We have so much that we have to watch that uh, unfortunately when the holidays roll around you feel compelled and in not a bad way to watch a lot of holiday themed movies and TV shows right and I love those things but also like The Witcher just came out Uh, the MacGruber series just landed on Peacock we still never got around to watching season 2 of Lock and Key so we're just like okay as soon as we're back from uh, from uh, visiting family for the holidays, we're just gonna buckle down and try to get through some of these things. So uh, yeah. I mean, we loved the first season of The Witcher, right? I mean, yeah. but it's like uh, it's competing, like you said, right now in the zeitgeist of the internet with yeah. Spider Man No Way Home. So uh, we'll see if uh, that starts trending. If we see anything from Geralt yeah, on social media anytime soon, yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like everyone's, you're trying to get in. Everyone. I don't think there's enough uh, to be spoiled about The Witcher because the books have already been out, the games have already been out, but Spider-Man, you want to avoid spoilers for, right? Like, I know for a fact you didn't go into Twitter and block uh, Witcher keywords, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the whole list was Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, your Spider-Man filled up your whole keyword list. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch The Witcher 2. Uh, you know, we, we're excited to watch it here. We've been putting on, uh, a, like you said, a lot of Christmas stuff in the background uh, uh, for for noise while, while I'm kind of doing stuff, cleaning the house, getting it ready, so on and so forth. So that's been a, a lot going on here. I was uh, probably a quarter of the way through Elf before um, I jumped on the show here, uh, just kind of having it play in the background. So, um, yeah, so you, you actually, you went out to watch a Christmas show, if you will. Uh, it looks like Yes, uh, live and in person, it was on my wife's bucket list to see the Nutcracker Ballet, something she's wanted to see ever since she was a kid. So we got tickets to go see that, and that was a very interesting experience, not just because it was a very iconic pop culture thing, like the Nutcracker, right? Like, everybody knows about that. Um, Nutcracker in the Four, four mm. Realms, right? Everybody remember that right. movie franchise that really oh. got off the ground? Right? Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah, uh, but uh, for me, uh, I had never been to a ballet before, right? You know, you know, a ballet recital is, like, different, right? I'm talking, like, an actual legit ballet, so that was a unique experience for me, but... I feel like since I've been kind of enjoying theater more than I have like in my past life it's kind of cool seeing like some of the stagecraft they did some neat things where they did some like separation on the stage with like some screens and some projectors so I thought that was pretty cool and uh I- I'm so oblivious to ballet dancing like I don't know what is good ballet dancing and what is bad ballet dancing because it's all dancing that I couldn't do to begin with right so I was kind of uh really relying on the crowd with their applause to kind of tell me what's really good and what isn't because you'll have one dancer that jumps like eight feet in the air like 
huge quads on them that can like spring like a superhero uh and then somebody else like does something that i think is really cool and like nobody claps i'm like okay i don't know what is hard and what isn't in this dance but it was pretty fun i'm glad that we got to check it off my uh, wife's bucket list but it was fun right because we just talked about you know movies and tv shows for the holidays yeah. i've never really gone to anything like live so i i feel like the nutcracker is something that like you can find like a production of it and kind of like any kind of larger metro area. So yeah, if you want to take your kids or your family to something and see some pretty impressive uh, dancing, go check out the Nutcracker Ballet. Yeah, there it is. Uh, it kind of weirdly, not, now that I have the context of what the ballet is, like I saw that the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, I forgot it was a Disney movie. It's on Disney Plus, And I'm like, I kind of want to watch this movie. I'm sure it's bad, but like at least I kind of have some context now and I can kind of follow it up into a movie franchise. You know how I uh, filter everything in my life, right? Is mm-hmm. through a, a streaming service. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, um, I've not witnessed the Netcracker uh, in personally myself, but I believe, um, I'm trying to think, it was a stage play, The Grinch, I believe, uh, once, once upon a time. So, uh, I know uh, Christmas and uh, they're very music. Christmas movies in general are very musical, right? Like, there's something sing-songy about mm-hmm. Christmas time. So definitely, definitely for that. Now, on the other hand, I went and did the the classic, uh, watched both of the Charlie Brown Christmas specials, and uh, mm-hmm. this has got a Mandela effect on a lot of people. I found they don't know there's two. Uh, one is uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas, which is uh, the one with the the Christmas tree. Charlie Brown is directing a play, right? Uh, and they has mm-hmm. to go by the Christmas tree, and he gets the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And it's all a sad story because it's a, a, a pitiful tree, but they all decorate it anyway. So everyone knows that one. But in the '80s, they made one called "It's Christmas Time Again, Charlie Brown." And in this one, um, it has where uh, Charlie Brown is trying to buy gloves for his. Uh, not, I don't think it's his girlfriend. It's a girl he's got a crush on, the little redheaded girl. And Snoopy is mm-hmm. trying to sell wreaths door to door, and um, his sister is in a play this time, and she has to say the word "hark." the Herald Angel sing and she thinks she's just saying the word hark and someone named mm-hmm. Harold Angel sings and then she gets to the play and she ends up just saying hockey stick instead of hark uh, and ruins the whole thing for her. So it's very it's very fun. I love I love both of these. Um the the when you watch them side by side, the original one definitely has that that weird uh not weird it's just the audio level of that era for the characters. The new one's got like a it's cleaner a, audio. It's, it's it's like built-in charm. Yeah, uh, but they're both very, very great. Charlie Brown's always a, a, a very classic Christmas thing uh, for that. So that that was the the short things we watched this week. I've got more coming up this week. Like I said, I got time off. I'm gonna be playing them in the background all I can get. Um, Christmas Vacation is by far my favorite Christmas movie. I know we sit, we talk about mm-hmm. this every time. That is by far my my go-to Christmas movie. Um, for Mike's pleasure, I went ahead as a uh, put on like what two hundred uh, Christmas movies for you on the on the Chris Flicks. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that in your little Plex server. We got like a flood of content. Luckily, it seems like with the the streaming war at a, at a, a fever at a fever temperature, they are competing over Christmas movies. I feel like really for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like almost every big um, Christmas movie that we watch, like the heavy hitters that we watch every year we made sure that we bought them digitally like over the last two years so we could always watch them whether they're streaming or not we haven't really needed to do that at all this year because a streaming service has picked them up to get a subscriber in the month of december so um i'm not saying your efforts are in vain because they're not because i we watched the the animated 1969 i believe frosty 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 the snowman something i haven't seen in a million years and that was not streaming so uh thanks again 
oh yeah to no, the internet yeah <laughs> yeah the internet is a lovely place to find some relics of, of days gone by so um and muppet christmas carol is very close and dear to me as well uh, but everybody knows that uh that you like the lamp and not the rat um, the other thing I was doing, I finally got my chance to, I, I've been saving this. My coworker had wanted to see the French dispatch. We did not get to see it when it came out. So we waited together to watch it. He came over today. We watched the French dispatch. Mike, uh, you've seen this, the Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, while I think it's a great movie, I feel like it has no point. Uh, and I hate to say that because I love Wes Anderson movies, but like there are three separate stories in this movie and they don't really have any conclusion amongst each other. And I'm like, this is a very interesting way to feel after watching this movie that I've waited forever to come yeah. see. Yeah, like, you know, if you're a fan of Wes Anderson, it's a must-watch, right? You get yeah. all of his charm in the film. So it's... you're having all of those great magical moments. Yeah. But I, I left the movie going like, this should have been like a limited series, mm-hmm. right? You know, imagine you add two more chapters onto it, runs for five weeks on like HBO Max. You know, I, yeah. I don't know what streaming service it would be, but HBO kind of seems like the place maybe for some Wes Anderson. It's, it's uh, kind of art. I saw it rated ju- at some points. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you you know, you just get your uh, you just get your fix of Wes Anderson, like, for, you know, for, you know, five or six weeks. I feel like that really would have worked well for that particular story uh, mm-hmm. he wanted to tell. Yeah, I, I like it's it's got very much three segments and like an, an opening part. And it's, it's very Wes Anderson and how everything felt feels. But like. It, whereas I think the Grand Budapest Hotel and, and some of the stuff before that uh, were very much heart spoken, very very emotional, very like you know charging for the characters. Like you you're gonna gravitate towards one of these three stories in here, but like there's really nothing else kind of going on. Like they, they by the time they build to anything, it's over. And I feel like that was kind of disappointing to me because I really I'm not in the movie just for charm and filmmaking skills. I I really want to want to tell a story. And uh, so it's very, very interesting uh, about this uh, that I, I feel this way. And I'm, I feel I'm going to have to talk to my coworker. He just left. He's like, we'll talk about this tomorrow because, you know, he's like, I want to think on it. So um, while I love it, it's got a lot of famous people in this, um, just not really uh, in love with it, sadly. So um, I think it's great. He doesn't. Uh, he does, great. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he doesn't. He does. He doesn't always knock him out of the park. But, yeah. you know, it's usually at least an entertaining the, game to watch. The style is there and the actors mm-hmm. the act, acting. Is great. I think I think the story is what hurts is not the acting in the, the filmmaking. So um, check that out. And then literally right after that was done, I went and ran through the last chapter of Halo Infinite Mike, the campaign. And um, I don't know if you've ever played any of the Destiny games, which were made by Bungie, the previous I, Heralds of... Uh, no, not okay. really. So I feel this, this this campaign ended, you know, you've, you've done what you need to do. It's set in a great direction, pointed for the future of this, but I would not be surprised if every three months to six months, there's like a big new, like, here's a new story expansion pass releasing for, you know, maybe dollars or for free. And, you know, you can buy some, you know, not V bucks as Fortnite, whatever the money system is in here to get Ooh. some extra stuff. But like, I would not be surprised if this is like Halo Infinite. It's like the next four years of Halo, and they're just going to keep building on to it. It's the way it left, and mm-hmm. that's good to know. I, I well, I like games that like you know tell a story and are single. And Halo multiplayer is great. Um, the fact that they're putting some, if they go that route and they put that behind it, it's going to be feel awesome. Uh, one of the complaints we've talked about this one of the few games we play together, story focused games, is Spider Man, right? Uh, they had some mm-hmm. DLC, but like they didn't touch that game for like two years, you know, kind of thing. Like it's been dead for almost three since the the DLC kind of launched right after it came out. I'm like, this this would be so much cooler if they just added more like small missions to this. I would probably come back and play more frequently. 
Um, but once you kind of beat that game, you're kind of just done with it for, you know, for the time being. So um, I'm glad there are some games. I, I'm glad for some games as a service, whereas others are not very, um, very, very interesting for everybody to be involved in. But uh, did you, you got to play the campaign uh, yet on your? No, okay. no, no. Like... I actually just had a notification uh, go off on my phone when we were filming the uh, Spider-Man uh, spoiler cast that I need to cancel my uh, Xbox yeah. Cloud subscription my my first month. So yeah. uh, I do need to try that uh, Ethernet connection, see if I have yeah. a little bit less uh, lag. But cool. yep, unfortunately, probably Halo won't be in my life in any significant yeah. way uh, unless you know something changes. But you get a free Xbox, unless you get a free Xbox, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah, I, I love. I've been playing multiplayer. Multiplayer is great. They added some some stuff like that. But uh, Halo, Halo is going to be my video game of choice for the uh, foreseeable uh, several several months. Well, let's jump into the news. The first and foremost thing is the biggest news of the week by far is Spider Man No Way Home in theaters now available for you to watch. Go to the movie theaters and watch this movie. Um, we did a whole spoiler filled review. Uh, intro is spoiler free, but you know, there's a lot that we, I don't want to ruin this movie for anybody. So we, we, we can't talk a lot about it. So, um, our, our initial reactions are there at the top of this, Mike, you just got out of this an hour ago, maybe an hour and a half ago. Like we literally recorded it fresh off of you getting home from the movie. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, I'll let you start this time, letting people know how you felt about Spider-Man no way home. Don't give any spoilers away. Yeah, I mean, no spoilers. I'm still trying to find the the best way to describe the film. But at the end of our spoiler cast review, I feel like I started to land on something where as uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is like this just delicious dessert at the end of like an amazing meal, right? Uh, and it, no fault to the dessert. I had a great time. It's delicious. But I think I still maybe enjoyed some of the previous Spider-Man movies a little bit more. But I mean, like, come on, this is amazing. This this film was great, a great, fun time. Tons of payoff, tons of fan service, easy to recommend. Um, it's great, so go give it a watch. Uh, easy recommendation on mm-hmm. my end. I'm really looking forward to see where, like, just the franchise in general goes now after this film. I'm very excited for the future of uh, Spider-Man in general. So uh, there you go, my spoiler-free review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Chris? Mm-hmm. What about you? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, honestly, this is like my uh, Justice League for... No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> it's not bad. This is literally my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. I am much stronger on this than Mike is by, by a long shot. I, I, I give it a 10 out of 10. I don't come in very often giving movies um, awesome scores like that. I, I'm very reserved. I hold that for very few. Um, but if I was to put this movie anywhere, it would be on a top shelf of, of things I enjoy watching. The um, John Watts has come and delivered a, a great trilogy overall and um, really given us a lot of special moments, I think, that will be talked about in this movie for a very, very long time. Uh, it's got a lot of emotion. It's got laughs. It is um, it is connected to the MCU at large, but also is very you know intimate in, in what it's doing and, and the, the problems it's presenting for Spider-Man. So I just absolutely am I'm in love with this film right now and I can't wait to go back and watch it again um, and you know not just be in awe about it. I will tell you and, and we said this the other one there were no less than a dozen uh, claps and applauses from my audience watching this movie. So 
Um, the, the, again, mine was the very first showing available at 3 p.m. So those are very, you know, uh, hardcore diehard fans. But I, I don't think that changes anything at all. I think it's great. Um, uh, and I, I just I recommend people, um, you know, be safe, but run out and watch this as soon as you can. Because I think if you don't, people will ruin it for you. Uh, on purpose or an accident, I don't know. But um, you got to see Spider-Man. I think even even though Mike's not as strong as I, I think you, we both agree, you got to go see this. You got to see oh, yeah, Spider-Man. This, yeah, I feel like the one of the more popular ways to kind of organize and classify MCU movies is like in tiers. This is easily like top tier Marvel, mm. right? I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't yeah. know how you execute everything in this movie so well and, and don't be considered kind of uh, one of the greats. So yeah, go give this movie a watch. You're gonna have a great time. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think I think people cheer. Um, the other thing is we'll talk about the box office, and, and Mike brought this up at the other beginning of the show. What is what is a good box office these days? What does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, and um, I will tell you right now, Spider-Man: No Way Home is domestically. Uh, it looks like it's going to be bringing home. Uh, I, I put 121. It looks like it's 253 million dollars domestically, Mike. I, I it has doubled what I put in here originally, uh, which makes it the third highest opening domestically of all time ever. Not just yeah. I'm this year. I'm looking at a I'm looking at a tweet from six hours ago that said it was uh 587 yes. million worldwide. Yep. So that, what a gigantic return i mean this is something that we were saying during you know the throws early in the pandemic of we're not going to kind of see the return of uh the box office until we kind of see records starting to get broke or you know approach and you know this is it right here you know uh, hopefully our society the human race is now equipped with the tools that we need to battle this uh virus uh some people need to come to their senses i feel a little bit more than others but it seems like if you do everything right, you can go back to the movies really safely. Uh, yeah. Hopefully no variant. Out. We don't see any really bad variant news after all of this, but yeah. uh, the numbers are there. People really wanted to see Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This will be the sixth MCU movie in the top 10 opening weekends of all time. Um, uh, and it's only behind Endgame and Infinity War, which, you know, again, to as we talk about top tier Marvel movies, right back to back, and this just mm-hmm. nails it up there. Uh, it's right behind um, episode seven and eight of Star Wars uh, as well. So, or right in front of those two. So, uh, this is just, it's just, it's just killing it. It's out there killing it in there. Hopefully, everyone's being safe. Watch it. I want to go watch it again. This movie will have legs. People will. This is my family. My 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 dad in particular loves to watch movies on Christmas Day. Like that is his tradition, um, and he's. He's already booking his for for this this weekend where he's what's he's gonna see. Um, I, I he wants to see the King's Man. I totally understand. I'm like there probably will not be a lot of people in there. It's an R-rated film on Christmas Day, um, but you know if you get a chance, Spider Man's right there along the way, and um, it's 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 very really funny because um, the original uh, Spider Man one uh, is coming out up on its 20th anniversary next year. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, and mm-hmm. I, we actually, my dad took us to see that in Hawaii. So like, that's like one of the few <laughs> memories of Hawaii I have is watching Spider-Man in a movie theater there. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm like, now I'm pushing him to go see Spider-Man. I'm like, go anywhere you want. Don't just go to the little dinky movie theater down the road. Go to the big ones. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Christmas splurge. Little. Hit up Waffle House on your way out. I don't care what you do. So. Um, down the road. So no way home. This is not really anything, you know, news related. Um, I, 
I believe we will be seeing more Spider-Man in the MCU going forward. Amy Pascal has kind of been out there saying that they're working on another trilogy. I don't know if that's true or not, Mike, but like if we were to see Spider-Man come back, you know, is this something, you know, what, what, what do we want to see going forward? And that was something I didn't know if we want to talk about here or not, because yeah, no, they've, they've, I mean, they've talked I'm about cu- it, but I'm like, I don't know where, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I'm curious if we're going to see Tom Holland at all cross over yeah. into Disney plus in any yeah. way. It seems like uh, a young Avengers is afoot in some way at some point in time. I, I mean, I think it makes sense for maybe Spider-Man to be involved in some way, mm-hmm. uh, especially, um, especially since he's one of the more iconic kind of younger characters in the MCU. And it kind of seems like now that he's kind of three movies in, I could kind of see him maybe taking a little bit of a leadership role, right? If he's got some uh, younger people underneath his belt, but I don't know what that contract looks like with Sony, right? It seems, it seems like it's obvious that Sony, if they want to keep printing money like this, I mean, Holy cow, look at this box office, you know, keep Marvel studios involved. So, yeah, yeah. It, I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, geez, I mean, I mean, no spoilers, but after watching the movie we just watched, anything is yeah. possible, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I would like to see some sort of uh, Young Avengers thing in the yeah, works. I want to see him with a team again. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's no spoiler to show that, you know, um, Doctor Strange is involved. When Doctor Strange is involved, you know, you, usually the world is at risk, right? Uh, for 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 some movies, I would love a smaller Spider-Man um, sequel, like literally, like where we can mm-hmm. like get him and 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 some other smaller street levels. Uh, you know, maybe Black Cat. You know, we talked about you know um, stuff like that. Is is there potentiality for a Miles Morales to pop up in here? Uh, down the oh, road. it's got to happen. Yeah, it's it's an it's an it's an eventuality. It, it's, it's an inevitability. It's just how are they gonna do it? it right? Is that the next trilogy? You know, kind of thing. You know, building towards a miles rather than just throwing them in there. And um, see, you know, I would. I would think in my head, like, oh, kind of like slow roll it, maybe bring them up at the end of the next trilogy. But like that, I think that's a little too slow for Hollywood. I yeah. almost think once we get an announcement of the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland uh-huh. in it, there is going to be like a casting it, announcement for Miles ready to go. Yeah, I, I think they could do it like they did with literally the Spider-Man video game where he's a, a side character like – you know, he doesn't get his powers in that game until, you know, later. And you don't even play as him until his own game. So, like, it could be something mm. where they introduce him slowly over time and do that kind of thing. So, uh, there's an opportunity there uh, for that. And also, um, the more I'm thinking about it here, we, we've got a lot of, you know, after Endgame. Who's left in New York with Spider-Man? It, like, you know, Hawkeye's there temporarily. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone else is... Are they in New York? Where, where's everybody at? Is he actually going to have interactions with other heroes still at this rate? So I don't even know who's left in New York if I'm sitting here thinking about it out loud. I mean, uh, uh, Fantastic Four has been announced. Yeah. They're kind of New York based, but, you know, who knows? They're going to be that's going to be like a full fresh reboot. They could they could be on the West Coast if it really yeah. demanded. So I guess yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But everything is is uh, is looking up for the franchise, which it, it's great. It's great. to uh, It's great to have that feeling. Right. This is um the first Marvel movie that's kind of revitalized me this year. I, I, I think I think Black Widow is good. Shang-Chi is 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 great. Internals is good, but like nothing was really like blew me out of the water until until this week. Well, so. yeah, because I mean, like we're we're used to Marvel superhero movies like being big and impactful and like 
you know, yeah. like as much as corporate as it sounds, synergizing with like multiple characters and franchises. And uh, even though like, yeah, we love those other movies, it's great to kind of return to kind of mm-hmm. what we've been working on, right? All the work that we put in, all the work that, that we've put in, Chris, yeah. sitting down on our butts watching TV. So, yeah, as, as keyboard uh, yeah, warriors, it, we, we, we put in the, the hours. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great to get back. Like, the next movie coming up is uh, Doctor Strange, so yep. we'll be returning to that again. I've already forgotten what's after Doctor Strange. I don't even remember Thor, Love, anymore. Thor, Love, and Thunder, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, so it's just like we're, we, got, we got hits. We got back and forth. We're getting back mm-hmm. into it. So even though origin, more, origin movies are important, right, it's just it's great to just jump back into the fun. Yeah. Speaking of Thor, Love, and Thunder, Mike, last week's poster that Taika Waititi said was false it's confirmed to be 100% real by the distributor of this poster. We knew it. You, you, you can't you can't fool our eagle eyes. We no. saw through the veil. We saw that artwork. The um, person, the distributor actually came out and was like, yes, this was approved by corporate. It has been sent to stores. This person just put it out early. Um, so while it's maybe not anything Watiti has signed off on himself and maybe hasn't seen, like I said, maybe he just didn't know. Um, it doesn't mean it's not real. It's just not finalized photos, right? So... Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to put. I want, I'm going to see some footage for this, but you know, yeah, luckily, go ahead. Luckily the, the, the poster didn't have really any, too many spoilers, right? Nothing yeah. really story no. uh, related. Nothing that we didn't already know. Just, we're going to get some goats. That sounds like fun. It does sound like goats. as my parents are owners of like 60 plus goats. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty exciting here for me, possibly pretty sure. Um, I'm looking up here, Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder. So yeah, I think we're gonna get a Thor, Love and Thunder trailer with Super Bowl. What do you think, 2022? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it's weird to have a Super Bowl right <laughs> without a big kind of like Marvel yeah. Disney and, presence. And Doctor Strange is still three. I think we'll get a Doctor Strange. I think we'll get a Thor, Love and Thunder teaser. However, I do not think uh, we'll get Black Panther because uh, it's November of next year until much, much later. In the years so. yeah there's still there's still a lot of drama what? with uh leticia wright at the current moment so who knows what's happening with that film yeah, right now it'll be fine it'll come out as it is i think i just realized disney plus shows have an opportunity to have uh super bowl trailers this year too don't they mm-hmm. yeah i was looking at our upcoming uh release page on our website uh plug click on upcoming releases up there in the navigation bar uh there is a ton of stuff unknown slated for yeah. 2022 and it's all disney plus so uh could, could just, be like an yeah. ob1 trailer <laughs> at super bowl like oh, even maybe yeah yeah I, I could see that it's not marvel related but i i think that'd be something they could do so yeah, I mean, it's the next media blitz, right? We always talk about this at the end of the year. Things are winding down. Hollywood in general shuts down for weeks. I don't think it really ever recovers until uh, Martin Luther King Day, which is, I think, halfway through January, if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, the next really big media push is going to be Super Bowl, which that's end of February usually, right? If I uh, no, correctly. no, first weekend of February, Super Bowl. First weekend of February. No. Oh. So we're six, well, week, like way, six weeks away. Be, so that, that'll be it. So, so stay tuned for some pushes there. Yeah. And that also lines up with our next port. Uh, Book of Boba Fett will be wrapping up about the time Super Bowl starts. So um, I think it would make sense that they would put the next uh, Star Wars trailer at the Super Bowl right after Book yeah. of Boba Fett ends. Which would be yeah, it really seems like a Disney Plus has finally situated itself in a way where if you have your subscription on any given week, you can watch an episode of something premium that they have in their in their uh, roster, right? If it's not yeah. Star Wars, it's Marvel. 
if it's not Marvel, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. After after those two, maybe some some sort of Disney original, like a Pixar thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have those the 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 Doug days, I think, right? The the Pixar stuff. And you know, the thing mm-hmm. with Book of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett will probably lead into. I'm gonna guess Moon Knight. But that means the end credits of Book of Boba Fett usually teases the next thing, right? Like the end credits will always lead into the next thing. And uh, Boba Fett uh, that we know so far is on Tatooine where Obi-Wan was last seen uh, when we saw him in the episode three. Now, this brings me to the Book of Boba Fett trailers and footage. Apparently, all the trailers and stuff we've seen so far are literally from the first half of episode one because you get into spoiler territories literally after that. And they're like, now we're just going to show you the first half of the stuff. Yeah. That's also that that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense too. That's almost kind of I feel like traditional with television, right? You know, go back and watch a trailer for any TV show out there ever. It's almost always focusing on the first episode. Mm-hmm. And that's also that also depends on like, you know, production too. Sometimes they're like, "Oh, we're still working on the other other episodes when the first one airs." So, um yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. Boba Fett, but I'm going to be traveling. So I made the realization just the other day. I was like, oh, no, we have to watch the Hawkeye season finale uh, in my uh, mother-in-law's uh, guest bedroom on like an iPad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got to watch it. I'm not going to wait. <laughs> so that's just yeah. how it's got to be. So Boba Fett is uh, I, I think I'll be able to watch it when we get back into town. So that's yeah, good. I don't I don't think there's a lot about Boba Fett. That, like episode one's going to blow you away. It's probably later. In the season yeah. Too. So I think yeah, I, I'm not too worried about I'm not too worried about spoilers. I'm not saying this is like a filler TV show. But it, it does kind of feel like a little bit yeah. of like filler till we get our next it's, Star Wars thing. I would even say it, it, this is like pure fan service at this point. Like the Mandalorian was trying to tell a new story. Boba Fett is literally like everyone's favorite character who only had like he had like what two lines in the original trilogy to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're like, you know what? We got the actor who played you know the clone of Boba F- or uh, Jango Fett. Let's let's roll with this. It feels like just fan service at this point. But that, that is coming out Wednesday, December. 29th um on on disney plus uh they're, they're keeping that wednesday schedule they just love it don't they hmm. uh move along this week we also got our first trailer for um fantastic beasts and the secrets of dumbledore now mike brought up a really good point before we started the show what the hell happened in this trailer we don't remember <laughs> um and that's nothing, yeah that's I... nothing to say against it we're just not the stands of this yeah, I had to go back and click through the trailer, and you reminded me, like, yeah, there's there's some Hogwarts stuff in here. Uh, we see Ezra Miller looking a little bit like Snape. Is that just like like a fashion trend of like, oh, if you want to be a moody wizard, grow your hair out long and black, yep. and put some black robes on? Uh, I'm really curious where this is gonna go. I mean, um, J.K. Mm. Rowling has been in the uh, has been <laughs> has been uh, in some bad news cycles yep. for sure. And I won't comment on whether or not she deserves it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, either way, if you just look at it from purely, like, you know, a mile high, it, it's not the best look for the franchise. Uh, well, right? at, at uh, this point, I, I don't think it matters. I think I think everyone's kind of gone far enough back from her that they just don't care. Um, you but, know what? I, I, I don't know why I'm, str- why I'm like, uh, trying to be, uh, apolitical from it. Like, no, J.K. Rowling, you're freaking crazy and you're ruining your franchise she, that you, she, that you built. You, and also she's not a good screenwriter. Yeah. Like she wrote the last two fantastic beasts and she can't write a script worth a shit. So, and she wrote, looks like she wrote the script 
for this one as well. So I'm not looking did, forward did, to it, which is unfortunate. Did she? I'm, I'm trying to look it up real fast to see. Yeah, she's uh, she's got screenwriting credit. Now, who knows what's happened, like, you know, behind the scenes, because all movies go through, all big franchise movies go through multiple mm-hmm. different writers for, like, touch-ups and stuff like that. But I believe she's credited, like, as top level as the script writer. And I don't yeah. think she does a very good job. I think if you just have to purely talk about her as a writer, I think she can accomplish what she wants to accomplish in hundreds of pages. I don't think I don't think she has the finesse to keep it to uh, you know a feature mm-hmm. length script, and also she has really just bad personal appeal right now. So well, I'm not look I'm not looking forward to this at you're, all. You're playing nice. She's a piece of shit. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it is a screenplay by Jake Erland and Steve Cloves. I'm going to guess Cloves is probably the person who, who was probably put on this from Warner Brothers after after a bit here. Um, Cloves has worked on literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Harry Potter movies as writer, and then he was not on the last two Fantastic Beasts, but he's back on this one. So I think he's the main writer back on this uh, again. So. That's good because I don't mind the first Harry Potter, you know, oh, the eight movies or whatever it is um, for that. Um, he all- it's just it's just so, it's just all so weird. Well, Why would you pick this character, uh, Eddie Redmayne, to kind of be our in I, to like this uh, wizard Hitler? It's just the whole the whole conceit of everything just seems so, like so strange for me from like, you know, movie one that it's just uh, at this point in time you just got to be like a franchise like completionist especially if you have a significant other that is all in on this IP and I don't blame her for that I'm sure that she would like some of her life back from some of the IP that I'm attached to but uh, whether I like it or not I will be seeing this movie well I think I think the other thing is like literally I've heard nothing I mean I I saw the JK Rowling stuff online but like that's the the, the, where I get our news from literally everyone else has been like Johnny Depp was replaced like if you don't remember Johnny Depp was fired from this movie uh, whether it's true or not, and replace with Mads Mikkelsen, uh, who, again, I think is a great actor. I, I think uh, to be, you know, uh, Grindelwald in this. So, you know, the last one was um, The Crimes of Grindelwald. This one's The Secrets of Dumbledore. So I think we're going to see a lot more uh, Jude Law in this. He seems to be assembling a ragtag, uh, you know, group of, of wizards to do some, like, you know, undercover stuff that the, the wizardry, you know, ministry is not going to look at. But I think it's very interesting. Um, an idea here is if they're going to keep going forward with this, don't keep Mads Mikkelsen. Maybe recast Grindelwald every movie, and then just don't explain that. Like he just looks different every movie. Like that's what he does, <laughs> and that would be the best way to to, to ignore any, um, you know, hit or miss, you know, stuff with with Johnny Depp because that's the first thing my wife says. Like, is that the new person who who's did Johnny Depp? And I'm like, she's like, oh, I really liked him in the last one. I'm like, that's fine, but like, you know, Mads Mikkelsen, he's great. He's, he's done rogue one he's done you know doctor strange this guy's a it's funny though because he's not exactly like the poster appeal right you don't put his name on the poster to get to get people into the theater so i i do think that's kind of funny that some people who are you know just kind of big harry potter fans and they'll be like who who's this person i remember johnny depp because pirates of the caribbean was fun but who the hell's mads nicholson yeah um so that'll be a fun treat for them but yeah like you said he's a great actor i, I to me it feels like the harry potter franchise is gonna go full star wars right yeah. like they're just gonna have to like burn this era of the wizarding world and just move on to like a different chapter mm-hmm. go either further back or go uh, forward into the future. I wouldn't be surprised if present day might be involved, but you know, at the end of the day, like J.K. Rowling is 
in charge of all of it. So it's one of those things where like, unless she sells it like George Lucas did, you know, we might not be seeing some of the same pivots that we've seen in star Wars. Well, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to double, double check this here. I believe Warner brothers outright owns it, but she still has a say, um, mm-hmm. which may cause, uh, if, if there is a, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what what it looks, what it sounds, if they could fire, I don't know if they could do, but um, it, I think what well, yeah, J.K. Rowling owns publishing and theatrical rights, and Warner Brothers owns the film rights. So it seems like it's a one weekend with one, one weekend with the other. But you know, they're gonna they've got two more movies after this one, the five total. But the video game is next on the thing, and that video game goes back several hundred years, which would be a great place for them to to take place in that, right? Like like Star Wars did. They were like, yeah. we're going back a couple hundred years. We don't have we can we can do any medieval thing we really want with magic back then. So um. yeah, and the video game has already stated that J.K. Rowling is not involved in <laughs> any way. So I don't know if just like she doesn't care, but I feel like she's always been in charge of creating new narrative. You know, no matter what's involved, you know, she writes she writes blog posts about you know expanding yeah. her lore. So it's hard for me to believe that like a video game company just gets to make a whole new video game My, from an era that hasn't been talked about yet, and she's not involved. But hopefully they're they're being truthful, they, and you know we don't have to worry too much they, about her. She may have given them like, hey, here's what happened in this like, you know, year period that you're you're saying, but like she's not doing the dialogue or the day to day stuff on the video games. My guess, like she may have been like, all right, in that year, yeah, here's some big um, bullet points uh, that you have to reference. Other than that, have at it because I, you know. She doesn't. She doesn't care, or they didn't really want her involved beyond that at Warner Brothers. But um, the secrets of Dumbledore, Fantastic Beasts, and Secret of Dumbledore trailers. There actually seems to be Fantastic Beasts in this trailer. So I will give them credit for actually putting some little creatures in this trailer for once. Unlike the last one, which had none. They weren't even in the case. The Matrix Resurrections out this week in theaters and HBO Max. This is our last HBO Max uh, release. That is. Um, day and date of the of this year if not ever uh so that is the 22nd so that is what uh wednesday uh yeah wednesday as well Mm -hmm. because it's christmas week they will put them out early so um i will probably unless i really love the hbo max version i'm probably not going to theaters for this as much as i (laughs) as much as i'm a matrix head i will not be able to go to that and i was gonna try to do that unreal experience this before we got on the show mike but there's just no time this week so Mm. i'll try to get it done before uh, wednesday I mentioned this before on the podcast, but the uh, Corridor YouTube channel where they do special effects, um, uh, VFX artists react. They did a one this week with Adam Savage, who worked on the uh, two Matrix sequels, and he talks about his uh, time, like making some of the models and working with the Joukowskis and like uh, blowing up physical sets and stuff. So go give that a watch if you want. Just kind of like a little trip down the nostalgia. Um, rabbit hole with uh, the Matrix sequels. Yeah, I I will tell you, I'll never forget in that second one uh, when they had the very very underutilized twins who were ghosts, and they built like a stretch of highway literally to to film the scene, like the oh, highway scene mm-hmm. in Australia, to mm-hmm. make sure all the cars were real and flipped over, it and it was as real as possible. So, despite the Matrix literally being a digital construct, they did go very practical in their effects for a lot of that. So, mm-hmm. I always applaud them for that. I might try to. If I have the time uh, between that, and, is Matrix a Christmas movie? Will this count? Am I being no? Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm sure in some simulation of the Matrix, there's snow. Yeah. I, well, I'm sure Santa's is Santa probably a program in the Matrix, uh, but <laughs> I might try to watch those before I uh, 
hit it up on on Wednesday on HBO Max. So check it out there. The Blue Beetle movie we've briefly covered here there that was supposed to be created by HBO Max has now actually been upgraded to a theatrical release, Mike. Um, so it's not an HBO Max movie. It is a actual theater, theater yeah. movie. So my question for you is, do you think this is now in the DCEU or is it still same HBO Max canon and they just want more money from it? The idea of an HBO Max movie was always very odd to me right because this is a streaming service that's kind of built off of like a movie studio right you know off of uh, warner brothers so it's it was always strange to me that they would make a movie and not release it you know i get it from netflix's point of view right it yeah. just but it just seems like like you're leaving money on the table in a way especially with a like a superhero movie like this so yeah i I don't know if they just were doing some early strategic maneuvers of just like okay well we announced this movie kind of around a pandemic let's just say it's coming to hbo max get people to subscribe because oh there's more movies coming your way but yeah not not too surprised to see it going theatrical it makes sense right that's that's like a good decision like you know that's I, i hate it when i see movies like oh we're gonna just sell it to digital and not non-pandemic related. Like we just don't feel yeah. confident in it. So hopefully they get more budget for it because you know they're going a little larger. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you know it'll have a little more uh, emphasis on it. But that's good. I think I think Blue Beetle's a great character that a lot of people are not open to or, or know much about, and will hopefully gravitate towards and watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, Netflix is kind of at a different business stage of their platform where, you know, they can make pretty much anything and chalk it up there. They just want the, a title to go viral. But mm-hmm. HBO Max is kind of still in the phase of we need to keep pumping out new stuff every week to retain and grow our subscribership. So it would make more sense that if you want something uh, completely original to HBO Max with Blue Beetle, like make it a series, right? Make it something that'll make somebody subscribe for at least two months uh to watch it yeah just doing a one and done movie style kind of seems like a waste of the of uh-huh. your opportunity so yeah looks like yeah we'll be seeing it in theaters uh i have my same questions that i have for everything dc related right like what's it connected to what yeah. world is it in yeah uh, why should we care beyond the fact you know that it's just adapting a character yeah and, and does yeah and does the theatrical thing kind of bump it up into the importance of the dc yeah uh, connected universe now the other question is you know they're working on was it is it bat girl i believe as well there so do you think they'll also yeah. elevate that status to theatrical as well um just, I think I don't even remember was Zatanna supposed to be a series or was that a movie? Mm-hmm. I don't even know anymore. Um, that's a great question. I'm gonna pull it up here on this. Um, I I just know the Batgirl's a little farther along because we saw that that artwork. Let's see, mm-hmm. live action. It says under film. Uh, Zatanna movie is in development at Warner Brothers, so it looks like it is a movie, uh, not HBO Max related, just a movie. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how all this works yeah, out. This, yep. the, yeah, as, 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 as usual, yeah. as usual, question question marks circle around my head. Make it make some official announcements. God damn, just put put out some good stuff for us. Like, just let us know what's going on. But um, yeah, Blue Beetle down that road. Gotham Knights, the video game that we know very little about, but has to deal with the Court Vowels and the other characters, uh, is coming out. And now they're working on a series based on this at the CW from the Batwoman writers. So, um, yeah, I guess. this. I mean, yeah, I'm really curious what the future for the CW looks like, right? Yeah. You know, 
Uh, I'm just waiting. Like I'm run... waiting for the next. The next time I see the CW, it'll be like the Flash is you know ending because that that has gone on the longest now, right? Other than any other show. Yeah, yeah. As you as you can tell, uh, something CW usually doesn't make it onto the superhero slate podcast unless you know it kind of reaches a threshold. So uh, a new series. Uh, I mean. Uh, Gotham Knights would be a cool, uh, would be cool fodder for a series, but you know, wouldn't you? Couldn't you admit you'd be a little bit more excited if they were saying it was for HBO Max, not yeah. for the CW? Yeah. But like the CW obviously makes money, right? You know, it's something that anybody can pick up over an antenna, and they sell ads against it. The yeah. very old school model, right? So I guess they keep need to making new shows when the old ones end. You know, Supergirl just ended recently, so. Got to throw some new stuff up there. Yeah, and I think the other thing with that is, you know, uh, the CW does license their stuff for streaming so they can make money when it does go to streaming. Because they used to, all used to go to YouTube, uh, not YouTube, Netflix, right, uh, the the day the season was over uh, kind of thing. Uh, now they'll probably go to HBO Max. They still, they'll still license them. But I think the interesting thing here is, you know, if it's based on the video game or is it inspired by the video game, will it actually connect to the CW shows at large? Or is this going to be a standalone kind of series? Um, mm-hmm. that, that's my question because if it's based on the game and it's just telling more of the game story, that's fine. But like, it's probably not going to be very good on CW, but if they're like, Hey, we're going to go in this world where Bruce Wayne is dead and we have like four young heroes. I'm like, that just sounds like Titans again. Uh, so what, what's, what's the cat? What's the pitch here is, is my question mm-hmm. for this show and how are they going to make it stand out and, and get people coming back? pretty frequently the pitch is more money for greg berlanti that is the pitch that's right yeah it's the more shows he has the happier he is uh for that so yeah i don't know that, that's about it and uh we are out of big bullet points for news this week's folk we uh again it was mostly spider-man so we had that review go watch it uh, you know take some time off for the holidays but now we're gonna jump into hawkeye uh episode five discussion here to wrap up the end of the episode now there if you've not seen this there are spoilers um if you have seen this and uh i'm just gonna go ahead and say haven't watched spider-man go watch that before you come back and listen to this because i don't think it it's it's connected but they're both in new york at the same time as we kind of mentioned so um Mm -hmm. i wouldn't go any further if you want to be ruined by anything just pump your brakes go watch hawkeye go watch uh um spider-man and we'll well, and then come back and enjoy this this bit of the episode. So, um, mm-hmm. episode five for me, uh, I only really remember like two parts of this episode, like two sections. Like it feels very <laughs> short to me. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I mean, there is a, a standout moment in this episode uh, that I think is the best of the series so far, and that's to see uh, Florence Pugh yes. return and sit down in Kate Bishop's apartment and eat macaroni and cheese it was just great i forgot how charming and hilarious she was in black widow you know from earlier in the summer and to see her return it was just it was just great it was like so much fun just to see her like and you can kind of see her shades of gray right you know even though she's been hired to kill hawkeye she has a grudge against hawkeye you know she's not a maniac she's not just gonna like kill people in her way she still kind of has that good in her well and 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 i wouldn't even know if it's say good but like she also has a personality um nothing against scarlett Mm. johansson and natasha romanoff but she was very always business 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 Mm -hmm. yelena's in there eating macaroni with hot sauce uh box macaroni with hot (laughs) sauce having a conversation right so i you know she's very funny She's like down to earth. She's like, 
you know, she is really good at her job, but she can also be humorous while doing so. Uh, I will say, you know, not only that, I think the standout thing from is the opening sequence where it talks about the snap five years earlier, and it literally shows oh, her going into the. I told, I told, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Chris. So her and another Black Widow uh, are going around free another one. So she finds this one and she sprays it with the red, and the lady's like, "I'm not brainwashed, and now you have red all over my carpet." So she's essentially just Ooh. a mercenary Black Widow making money and buying rich things, and then she goes to the bathroom and literally. Florence, uh, Yelena gets snapped. You see her go to dust. Just everything turns to dust. And then literally instantly you see the walls, um, you know, kind of redust over paint that changes. Everything changes in the bathroom as she comes back. Like that's how a snap person would react to this. Right. Or, or feel yeah, the snap. I love, I love that. What a great visual, uh, yeah. representation, right? We got that a little bit in WandaVision with, uh, Monica Rambo, but this was an interesting way uh, to show it off, yeah, right? and it well, just it was it, well, it Monica, was very intense. Was Monica was just one way, not both ways, right? Uh, or, or they didn't really show anything around her change. She walked out into the same hospital, whereas this one was like, yeah. if you lived, if if that house got changed and and the decor changed and uh, you know paint, this is what it would look like. And I I mm-hmm. I applaud them for going down. It wasn't. It's not Hawkeye related, sadly. It's yeah. Well, and the weird. It almost seems like there's a totally different maybe even crew involved with the opening it almost it almost seemed like was this like a post-credit scene on a movie that they just shifted over to hawkeye like it really felt like we were in a different uh totally different uh world but it was great yeah what a great way to start off yeah and then you know then we actually get into hawkeye thing which is great and and something i was going to say earlier um with uh you know we were talking about they usually show footage from the first episode. Well, the Hawkeye trailer hasn't showed us anything about him getting shot at in a restaurant or that big Rockefeller tree yet, um, which I think is saving for next episode, I guess. We'll see how that goes. Um, and that Rockefeller tree was literally in, in Spider-Man. And I'm like, is this all going to be related somehow kind of thing? I was very interested. <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to see a little yeah. Spider-Man just in, in the background. Yeah. Not, not consequential to the plot yeah. at all. He's, he's, he's not helping Hawkeye. He's just like, out of hell with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, but they also said the finale is 59 minutes long without credits. So it's like the longest episode of the MCU TV series by far, which is good gotcha. because there's cool. a lot of like bullet points that need to wrap up here uh, in this show. One of the other standout parts of this episode for me is is the um the the fight essentially it's the, the right out of acme looney tunes an arrow with a little rolled up note in it which was beautiful it was hilarious to me uh <laughs> he shut the window and then the the fight with uh echo at, at the car lot uh which was you know you know she, she finds out that he is ronan but he was you know given tips to kill her dad uh right um or or whatever from the inside of her own organization. Yeah. So yeah, you, you can kind of see where they're going because they've already right. They've they've officially confirmed an Echo spinoff yes, series. Yes, right? that was on the, on the Disney Plus day. Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of see how it's being pivoted, right? She's you know gonna run away from her crime organization because they're all crooked, and they she's gonna kind of be yeah. this shades of gray character out there in the world. Um, I don't know how compelling she's going to be on her own, to be honest, but I feel like that's really just up to the writers so, and the uh, the showrunner, right? You know, you can make anything good, you know, if you come at it from the right yeah. angle. But as of as of right now, I don't think anything is too too like crazy interesting you, there. But it, you know, it's fun watching her fight Hawkeye. Do, do you know 
why I think they announced her show and 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 what, what? the the key point is it was the reveal at the end of this episode is that her uncle is Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin returning to the MCU. See, and, I'm getting really confused with the the lineage and parental uh, yeah. connections it's, it's not, with characters here. It's not an because official a lot uncle, of this, it's a nickname. Yeah, because a lot of these things are coming like through text messages and I have to like rewind and like pause to see. And then that's what, okay, so we'll talk about the, the Kingpin yeah. reveal, right? So it was uh, Yelena... I guess felt connected enough to Kate to shoot her a text message, right? Yeah. And say like, "Oh, I found out who hired me." Uh, it, it was the king. Yeah. I don't really know exactly what was going her, no, on. No, her, her, her mom like, hired her, but her mom is colluding with the kingpin. Like, like maybe maybe the mom went to the kingpin and said, "Can you hire me an assassin?" The kingpin has those connections i guess yeah yeah it, yeah it wasn't super clear exactly what was going on and i, I think, I, we'll, and I think I thought, we'll get more of an answer next week well i guess elaine from because i was thinking elaine from seinfeld hire her but i it guess was, elaine from seinfeld is her is, handler <laughs> that yeah is just like the middle is just the middle person i really should learn that character's name so i don't i just Conte- contessa you can call her contessa content yeah contessa if you if you will but yeah i'm looking forward to in the finale a moment between yelena and Clint, where they kind of just get to, uh, you know, connect over their shared loss, but realize that they're not enemies, that yeah. they should be friends. Um, yeah. I'm curious where Florence's character goes in the future as well. Like, yeah. you know, I could watch her. I could watch her in a Disney Plus series, right? You know, or is she going to kind of be bolted on to a different character? I, I put her I'm in the movies. I'm not 100 sure. I, I hope they. I, yeah. So my so that they bring. I feel there's going to be a Hawkeye season two or a Hawkeye movie after this. I, I feel this is not going to wrap up Jeremy Renner in one episode. I, th- I don't, I don't know. I feel like it, I feel like I'm kind of getting the, the idea that he's quote unquote too old for this shit. Right. Oh. It seems like he's give all of this that he has to do. He gives up, he misses out on critical family moments. So I would not be surprised if this kind of sends uh, Clint well, off into I, the sunset. I think they got his family names. I think there's one more season out of this. Like where maybe he's like, we've got to really, really, really get off the radar kind of thing. Like, um, because like the, the MacGuffin of this is a watch, right? They didn't even talk about the watch this, this episode. Like y- yeah, there's a lot even, yeah, to what, tie up next episode. We, yeah, we still don't know anything about the watch, do we? No, we not at all. Who it belongs to. Yeah. Okay. Or, well, we know who, it, we know it belongs to Clint and it has something to do with his wife, but like, why, 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 why does it have to do this? Uh, we find out, you know, is Tony the sword, okay, the sword, is he really evil or it now looks like her mom, like I said last week is setting him up to be the patsy and yeah. she's involved with all mm-hmm. the, the high end crime. Um, you know, what is Kate going to do after this series? You know, will we get Hawkeye season two, but Hawkeye is like, it's a Kate episode, a Kate season instead of a, a yeah. That's a Jeremy Renner that's season. kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm more expecting. Is yeah. just everything to shift onto Kate. Yeah. So and you know, would 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 it be a Kate and Yelena kind of thing? It's is if if they find out Kate's mom's evil, there's a you know a breakdown. She can't rely on her anymore. She so she needs money. So she goes into. I I don't think she kill people as a mercenary, but maybe maybe go down that road of working with Yelena uh, to get money and to you know stay afloat. I don't know. Yeah. There's there's a lot to. Uh, this episode didn't give us a lot except, you know, some Yelena stuff, but like, and the, the, obviously the reveal that Vincent D'Onofrio is returning as a Kingpin. So now will we see mm-hmm. Kingpin and Daredevil in the Echo show? Because Echo is known to be a Daredevil person in the comic books. You know, is that how we're going to bring them into this, these variants into this universe? Um, 
I've I've heard that next episode will tell us if the the Netflix series is canonical or not. So hopefully we'll find out. Oh yeah, I was there with that big dragon under the city of New York. Don't you remember the big dragons under <laughs> New York? Um, which I don't think is going to be canonical, but you know I've been proven wrong before. Uh, I just I just want I, I want this to end. This this show's been so good, and I really want it to end well. And I don't want to end on a cliffhanger like Loki because that was very. Like it was a good show, but I like I want more. Like I, I want a very close story, mm-hmm. and then like, hey, here's the next story. But like, I don't want it to end on a cliffhanger. But if we got 59 minutes to watch, man, I'm I'm gonna be blown away. Like I'm I'm excited about mm-hmm. this. What do you think? Anything? Anything you want to call out? Any predictions you're feeling here? Oh man, I would love to be surprised in some yeah. way. Uh, right? That's what I'm always looking forward to. Uh, uh, is the kingpin important? to see at the end of the finale. I don't know, right? He hasn't really been involved in any way, but the same the same way we didn't think uh, Jonathan Majors and Kang may or may not show up at the end of Loki because he wasn't in the, in the whole show or not. So we'll see where that goes. Like you said, some clarification Clint, uh, would be great moving forward. Clint did say that's the guy you don't want involved when he saw him, though. So I think I think mm-hmm. Clint, knowing who that is, kind of gives me the hint that the, the you know this is... Um, he will have a big role, but I don't think we're going to fight and take down the Kingpin in this episode. Like he might just pull Mm -hmm. some extra strings being for a couple things. I'm very excited. He's back. I mean, honestly, I mean, I hate to, I hate to say that kind of overshadowed the episode, but like that was a pretty big reveal. Like that's a, that's a huge thing going on there. If the Kingpin ends up, I just, I feel like for the, for the sake of just continuity and just my brain trying to keep track of things, like I would love if, you know, Matt Murdock and uh, the Kingpin were variants, right? Let's just yeah. kind of re kind of like reshape their origin a little bit. You know, we can, we can get a lot of the flack, uh, a lot of the unnecessary stuff from the defenders, just kind of throw all that away and just, you know, start fresh. I think that would be the best for the MCU. Oh yeah, I agree. I, and, and I don't think they want to anything to do with the Netflix stuff, you know, either because then you'd have to go watch Netflix stuff. It's not on Disney plus. They want it all in one little, and those little are, home. And there's like 13 episodes in those seasons. There's, there's and, a lot to get through if they, you want to catch up on Matt Murdock. And they're not all zingers. They are not all zingers. Some of those are fillers specifically. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Like, I, I'd rather, like, yeah, we know who Daredevil is. We know who Kingpin is. Here is, uh, you know, here they are going forward. And um, don't worry about the other stuff. This is the Marvel versions, and they've got they've got a history, but, like, you don't need to worry about it kind of thing. You, you know they're big deals. I, I just, I don't know. I, I really, like I said, want this to end well, and I don't know how it's going to end. And that's, that's we talked about this earlier, that's a great way to feel. I don't know the answers, and I don't feel like they've given us any answers <clears throat> yet. So um, I'm going to brace myself and be surprised on Wednesday uh, when I watch it. Uh, anything else you want to add to this one? Uh, we done? I, I, think, I think that's it from us okay. and for the year of... 2021 this is our last episode of the year but we will be back at the very beginning of 2022 we're not going to be gone long so stay tuned stay subscribed i'm sure we'll have some initial thoughts of the matrix movie maybe not like a real spoiler cast or anything but you know stay tuned if you want to hear us talk about that i'm sure we'll get around to watching the kingsman at some point in time Mm -hmm. we'd love to talk about ghostbusters too and in the meantime we'll be talking about tons of news along the way we got dr strange coming out um book of boba fett's hitting we got to talk about the finale of hawkeye in two weeks so stay tuned stay subscribed 
taking a week yes. off for the holidays, every- but we're coming back strong in 2022, just like every year. That's right. We hopefully have a pretty good lineup for next year. Uh, you know, um, we've got review episodes coming up. I think uh, I just had it pulled up. Mike, what was our what's our first movie? I know Batman's in March. Doctor Strange is in. Uh, May I'm gonna pull up this upcoming release here. Sorry, folks. Uh, Morbius. Oh, Morbius. Oh, how could I forget about Morbius no. in January? <laughs> it, Get that out of your mouth. It, it seems to be not a busy year for movies, but a good year for movies, right? Um, you know, next year and you know, uh, go to Uncharted, The Batman, Doctor Strange, DC, Super Pets, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Adam, Into the Spider Verse, or it's across the Spider Verse. I need to update that. The Flash, Black Panther, and Aquaman all next year. And I remember when they announced Aquaman two. I'm like, that's four years away like what are they doing <laughs> and here we are uh, a year away from it so i'm excited to, to dive into it and um uh yeah hit next year so everyone have a happy and safe holidays please travel safely i hope you get everything you've ever wanted under the christmas tree uh oh wow and tell us if you get anything uh nerd related we'd love to we'd love to hear what you got that's that's uh mm-hmm. that's nerdy for christmas uh or or hanukkah whatever holiday you celebrate um so that's it. Mike, people know what you're up to, what you're doing. Where can they find you at, sir? They can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, v- Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Love to talk to you guys. Uh, people know more about the show where they can uh, li- subscribe and listen to our Spider-Man review or even, you know, just make some, delete some old episodes and get ready for the new ones next year. Where can they find that at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is our home base. That is our Stark Tower for the podcast. Well, I suppose the unsold Stark Tower. I, I, a, not even, I can't say even say Avengers Campus because that's been exploded. I need a canonical mm-hmm. still in existence mm-hmm. HQ that I can relate our website to. But that's SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Like Chris said, please reach out. Let us know what you're doing out there in the nerd universe. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, it's oh so easy to do. You just got to share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. Go out there and make sure you're boosted so you're safe. And we will be here every week, folks. Well, except for next week, but the week after yeah. that in perpetuity. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work for next week. But, yeah, we will see you guys uh, next year. Next year. There you go. All right. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.